The Sexy Librarian presents the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. You are entitled to your sexual self. We encourage lurid listeners to be playful, enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. This show is for adults only. Hey, hey, lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. Joining me again in studio is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All kinds of stuff. I'm in a fabulous mood. I'm reading erotica. I'm giving erotica away for free. I'm supporting lurid listeners. And I'm promoting our Dirty 30 Volume 2 audiobook. Super excited about that. This is actually our last promotional episode, so um, we've got more praise, don't we, Big Daddy? We do, we do. What have we got? We have praise from Florida. Oh. Yeah, from Kenya in Florida. Yay! I remember. It opened my mind to a world I didn't think I'd be interested in, probably because I'm shy about that kind of thing. But I was able to open up more with my boyfriend at the time and became more adventurous in bed because of my exposure to erotic fiction. It built up my confidence and let me know that sex isn't something clinical. It's one hell of an adventure. Lurid listener, Kenya, single, Florida. Ah, single. I don't know. She might not be single anymore. I don't know. She might currently be taken. I don't know. <laughs> if Thank she, you if so she's much, not, Kenya. she should be. <laughs> yes, because she is certainly a treasure of a woman. Um, yeah. We've we've interacted several times. Um, yes, I think that erotica is a wonderful way not only to communicate but to let you know inside that you know this sexy story that turned you on is also an open door inviting you in to try. You know, we say that all the time. It's it's an invitation and we support you and we let you know it's okay. We we give you permission to try these new things, to read these things. Um, I know it's intimidating because there are advanced players in sex and there are the not so advanced players right. in sex. And I think that, you know, erotica just, it allows everybody to play. And that's just another beautiful right. thing about it. It's not a manual as much as it is just sort of getting your head in that Oh, yeah. Place. No, no, no. It's certainly not a manual. <laughs> it's fiction. <laughs> there are rules and guidelines that we must follow. Um, but, you know, the, the boundaries and, are limitless. When, right? Yeah, in fiction. Yeah, anything goes, baby. <laughs> um, if you would like to email us, please do so. Thekissmequicks at gmail.com. Also, we'd love to hear from you. 202-810-KISS. Please remember to give us permission to play your voicemail on the show and on those emails to read your name and let us know where you're from. All right. I, I think it's time to get to the story. Indeed. But before we do, check out our latest audiobook. The Sexy Librarian returns with another Library of Erotica just for you. Enjoy 30 adventurous, sizzling, fantasy-filled tales that span the sexy library, from fairy tales to torrid literature, bi-curious rendezvous to sex cult acolytes, clandestine military adventures to public punishment, and so much more. 
This is your very own Sexy Library. The Sexy Librarians, Dirty 30, Volume 2. Peruse the card catalog and see which sexy story piques your libido first. It's now one of my favorite parts about this promotion. That is reading from the card catalog. Um, you know, it's fun. It's just my fun little tribute to all librarians who had to catalog all the books and fill out all those goddamn cards in that catalog. Oh, but you know what? I, I, I might have mentioned this before, but whenever I start to read these, I do. I can smell that card catalog that I used to work when I was in school. And I loved it. Um, so here we go. The Cult of Sexuality Author Janie James Narrated by Rose Carraway Category Paranormal Phenomena Subjects 1. Nephthys 2. Orgy 3. Acolytes The Cult of Sexuality, Janie James. Jenny Anderson was waiting in bed for Charles when he arrived home from his latest expedition, just as he'd told her to be. She'd gotten the call two hours earlier, after he'd landed and made it through customs. Wear the pink teddy, I love that one. At the sound of the door opening, Jenny dabbed some more lube on her slit, which still tingled from the two orgasms she'd given herself with the vibrator, now safely tucked away in her sock drawer. The only two she'd get all night. It wasn't that she didn't love her husband or want to please him. He just seemed incapable of pleasing her back. After ten years of marriage, he still remained clueless on how to be a good lover, or even a half-decent one, and she'd given up trying to teach him. Much like their communications lately in general, it was like they were speaking two different languages. If she hadn't loved him so much, she'd have considered an affair, just so she could talk to someone who actually listened to her instead of constantly thinking about work. And whose fault is that? asked the other part of her the part that enjoyed reminding her of her own shortcomings. You need to lose five pounds. The house needs cleaning. You'll never get what you want if you don't speak up. Easier said than done, she thought, as she slipped the lube back into the drawer. We're quite a pair, Charles and I, the absent-minded professor who's oblivious to his wife's needs and the meek house mouse who doesn't want to upset the apple cart. Footsteps on the stairs brought her attention to the present, and she gave her nighty one last adjustment. Maybe this time would be different. Hey, baby. Daddy's home. Charles walked in, his shirt already open, his pants unzipped. He'd been gone two weeks. There'd be no foreplay tonight. Sure enough, he was already hard and ready when he climbed into bed. 
After pausing just long enough to give each tit a quick lick, he positioned himself over her. I've been dreaming about you all day. Me too, honey. I missed you so... His cock slid in before she could finish. Jenny grunted and moaned, doing her best porn star imitation, while Charles rammed into her. He stank of sweat, booze, and airplane food, making it even harder to fake her excitement. Charles shifted his hands, and one of them came down on her hair. She gasped at the sudden pain. He seemed to mistake it for a sign of passion, increasing his speed and humping away with oblivious abandon. From the low moans he emitted, she knew he was about to come. Sure enough, a few strokes later, he went rigid and let out a long, as he emptied himself into her. After a few moments, frozen in that position, he slid free and rolled onto his back, letting out a satisfied-sounding sigh. Jeez, it's great to be home. He reached out with one hand and stroked her thigh. It's good to have you back. And it was, even if it meant no more orgasms until he returned to work on Monday. Things could be a lot worse, she told herself as she kissed his chest and then got up to pee. A bad sex life was nothing compared to illness, or abuse, or a husband who didn't love you. And he did love her, just like she loved him. They had so much in common, everything from a mutual love of art museums to wrapping up in blankets on a cold winter night with popcorn and rom-coms. No marriage was perfect. Lord knew she wasn't. Although, right then, she'd have traded a couple of movie nights for a screaming orgasm. She flushed the toilet inside. Oh well, that's why God invented toys. Jenny stared at the stone figurine Charles held out to her. She tried to muster something nice to say. It's unusual. What is it? Nephthys. Oh, the name meant nothing, just like so many of the Egyptian gods and goddesses Charles spoke of. As much as she admired his expertise, sometimes it was simply too difficult to keep track of all the complicated names that seemed to get stuck between her tongue and teeth whenever she tried to say them. She was a goddess, the sister of Isis. Not as famous, but she was revered for her beauty and sexuality. I bought it from a street vendor. She said it will bring happiness to my bedroom. Is it real? Charles shrugged. I doubt it, but you never know. Most times these peddlers are selling fakes but every once in a while, a real artifact shows up, usually something stolen ages ago. Jenny took the statue and jerked as a mild shock ran through her hand and up her arm. Ow! Are you okay? Yes. Just a little shock. The statuette had grown warm in her hand. She turned it over. About as long as her palm, it depicted a woman with a nicely shaped hourglass figure. She was nude, her nipples and vagina carved in accurate detail. Like many Egyptian drawings and carvings she'd seen, the woman had long, straight hair down to the top of her breasts and wore a symbol of some kind above her forehead. It wasn't very appealing, definitely not her style, 
which tended more toward ceramics like Ladro, but it felt smooth and somehow right in her hands. For once, she didn't want to hide one of Charles's gifts in the back of a drawer. Thank you, she said, surprised to find she really meant it. I'll put it on my night table. Maybe tonight we'll see if it has magic powers. Charles gave her a kiss and resumed unpacking. Jenny stared at the idol again. Wouldn't that be nice, she thought. Our bedroom sure needs some magic. Jenny woke to bright morning sun filling the room. A glance at the clock showed she'd overslept. Wow, when was the last time that happened? She allowed herself a languid stretch. The previous night had been amazing. She reached out and ran a finger across the statue of Nephthys. Maybe the thing had some magic after all. How else to explain the mind-blowing orgasm she'd had with Charles? And then the dream she'd had after. Flesh pounding against flesh. Sweat-slicked bodies entwined in the hot desert night. Moans and screams from the shadowy figures on the nearby beds. A man beneath her, writhing in ecstasy as she ground her sex against his. His member lodged deep inside her. I am yours, my goddess, he screamed as his man-seed pumped out. Her pleasure expanded, blossoming like a papyrus flower, spreading throughout her body, bonding complete. She moved off him and motioned for the next acolyte to approach. Jenny sat up, trying to ignore the tingling sensation between her legs as she remembered the fantasy. Goddesses and orgasms. She glanced at the idol again. No surprise she'd mixed the two together. She considered using her rabbit to start the day, but decided not to. Too much to do, she thought, and maybe tonight Charles and I can pick up where we left off. As usual, Charles was already up and gone. A habitual early riser, he liked to get to the university well before first class so he could work on one of his many research projects. Downstairs, Jenny found another surprise. Bagels, cream cheese, a pot of coffee, and a note that read, For my goddess with X's and O's under Charles's name. She smiled. Goddess? I guess I rocked his world too. But then he was always doing little things like this, one of his many endearing qualities. Jenny ate a few bites, then got to work straightening up the house. Her book club was due at noon, and she still needed to prepare the snacks and set out the wine. Maybe that will get my mind off being so horny, she thought. I really love the new color. Missy Swykirk stood two steps into the bedroom, looking at the recently painted walls. The rest of the book clubbers were still in the den, chatting about the latest Michael McBride thriller. Jenny started to reply and then noticed the Nephthys idol on the nightstand. Moving swiftly but casually, she sidled over to that side of the room and stuffed it into the back pocket of her jeans. 
If Missy saw it, she'd ask about it, and by the end of the day, the whole group would be gossiping about how Jenny and Charles keep sex fetishes in the bedroom. No, thank you. Come on, let's go down. Yes, goddess, I will. Missy turned to Jenny, her face flushed. It will be an honor. Before Jenny could say a word, the dark-haired woman slid her arms around her and pressed soft lips against hers. Large breasts rubbed against her own, setting off bursts of pleasure in her nipples through the layers of cotton. Jenny opened her mouth to object, but instead, a low moan emerged, and with it came a total desire to feel Missy's tongue between her legs. Conscious control of her body receded as something else took over, a fiery lust that overwhelmed her. Within seconds, they had their clothes off and fell onto the bed. Missy's hands and mouth were everywhere, licking, biting, and squeezing. Her tongue found its way into Jenny's wet opening, and waves of ecstasy enveloped her, reaching even deeper into the hidden place where Jenny, the logical housewife Jenny, had been trapped by the strange impulses that had control of her physical form. Pleasure me and all shall be yours. The words came out in Jenny's voice, but she hadn't spoken them, hadn't even thought them. Who? Oh my God! Lainey Hudgens stood in the bedroom doorway with the rest of the book club equally wide-eyed. They pressed behind her. Pleasure me, slave, and no joys beyond those of the flesh. Once again, Jenny heard her voice betray her. Seriously, what the fuck was going on? The force gripping her seemed to expand, as if taking advantage of her confusion. Missy never even lifted her head as Lainey's face went blank, and she began to strip off her clothes. Within seconds, six naked bodies writhed upon the bed, arms and legs tangled, skin slick with sweat and body fluids. Hands and mouths changed places indiscriminately, but all of them focused on Jenny's breasts and pussy. An orgasm burst through her, and then another. The thing manipulating her cried out again and again, Yes! Worship your goddess! Give your bodies unto me! Goddess? The moment Jenny heard the word, a face appeared in her thoughts. A beautiful woman with luxurious black hair and piercing ebony eyes. Nephthys. The goddess laughed. We are one now. Do not try to fight me. Then everything disappeared into an explosion of rainbow colors as the most intense orgasm she'd ever felt detonated inside her. Jenny sat on the bed the statue of Nephthys in her hands. The past few hours were a blur of jumbled images, one friend after another taking turns eating her out until she came. Pairings and triplings on the bed as those waiting their turn with her pleasured themselves and each other. All five of them finally kneeling before her and vowing loyalty. Now they were gone ordered back to their homes to await the next commands from their goddess, leaving Jenny with a rather wet bed, the smell of sex permeating the house, and an ancient being living inside her body. 
images and words continued to bombard her. The goddess spoke of a cult of sex that would one day rule over all, if Jenny would just allow it. We will have more power than you can imagine. Live forever. Do as you wish. Rule the world. All we have to do is meld as one. Concentrating on her psychic intruder for too long gave Jenny a headache, but she had garnered a few facts through some online searching. Nephthys's power came from sexual energy. The more sex she had, the stronger she grew. And by having sex with someone, she bound them to her forever. No, this is all too crazy. It's just a statue, Jenny thought. Except that didn't explain the orgy that had just happened among six women who'd never, as far as Jenny knew, had any lesbian tendencies before. The sound of the garage door opening roused her from her reverie. Charles was home. This was all his fault for giving her the stupid statue. You can be a goddess. Just join with me, Nephthys said. Shut up! Jenny got up and hurriedly dressed. Then she grabbed the comforter and bundled it up, knowing Charles he'd simply think she was doing laundry. Hello, my goddess. How can I serve you this evening? He'd already taken off his shirt and pants. His cock stuck out from his boxers, stiff and ready. The sight of it brought a damp heat to life for Jenny. Despite the hours of sex she just had, the alien lust rose up again, and the dark force within her pushed her aside to take over. Thy staff, come, please me with it. For the next 30 minutes, Charles did just that, taking her in every position possible, and some she hadn't thought he could handle. He slammed himself into her until she thought he might break something while the other her clawed at his back, urging her husband on. When Charles finally released, Jenny felt the energy of it fill her, spreading from her center to every limb. An explosion of pure bliss and untold power encompassing her very being. And at that moment... She accepted the truth. Nephthys was real. All of it was real. And for the first time ever, she could be in charge not just of her sex life, but of her whole life. Okay, Nephthys, tell me what I need to do. This time, there was no headache as the goddess spoke. Jenny came downstairs at exactly nine o'clock to find all the couples waiting for her. Mira and Alberto, Lainey and Tom, Sandra and Brad, Allison and Hector, Missy and Oscar. All the husbands wore the satisfied looks of men who'd gotten laid that day, just as she'd instructed. Nephthys would need them to last long into the night for the ceremony. The five women nodded as she reached the bottom of the stairs, Charles two steps behind her. The men, still believing this to be an ordinary get-together, started to greet her and then stopped, mouths open in what could only be shock as she undid her dress and let it fall to the floor, revealing her naked body, freshly washed and oiled. When their wives followed suit, the stunned husbands began to stutter half-hearted-sounding objections. Hush, 
Jenny felt the now familiar disconnect as Nephthys assumed control. Only this time, she didn't get pushed away, but was made a partner in what was happening rather than a caged onlooker. Jenny walked past the men, brushing their cheeks with her fingers. That was all it took to place them under her spell. Eyes only for her. They undressed and revealed erect cocks. Jenny examined each one and then motioned for Hector, Allison's husband, to step forward. I will begin with you. Holding him by his long, firm dick, she led him to the couch and climbed on top of him. The other women seemed to take this as a signal to pair off with other, different partners. Within moments, cries of pleasure and the wet slap of flesh on flesh filled the room. Jenny let the goddess's passion wash over her, reveling in the sensations of the strange cock filling her as she slid up and down on it. An electric tingle coursed through her nerves, and her body went rigid. A moment later, Hector's seed spurted out, and she experienced the force of it as a white ball of energy blossoming within her chest. The other women all shouted at the same time, their auras joined with hers. She rolled off Hector and motioned for another to take his place. Brad thrust himself into her while his wife, Sandra, sucked on Jenny's nipples. Another mind-bending orgasm. Another chorus of fervent screams from her acolytes. A fat cock slid into her now dripping cunt, and another appeared in front of her face. She took it into her mouth, tasting Laney's juices on it. The cock twitched, shook, and then spilled itself over her tongue and into the back of her throat. Jenny swallowed, and then let out a delirious laugh as the power grew tenfold within her. Bodies exchanged places again, and now there were too many around her to see who was who. Cocks rammed her pussy and her ass. Another slipped between her tits and shot streams of cum across her chin. Her orgasms blended into one non-stop, body-shaking paroxysm of carnal joy. It is time. Nephthys' words broke through the endless gratification as the clock struck midnight. Jenny rose from where she'd been kneeling on the rug and sucking on Tom's short but fat dick while Charles fucked her ass. The acolytes all stopped and knelt before her, their bodies dripping sweat and cum. Following Nephthys' mental instructions, Jenny took the statue from a nearby table and held it up. Together, she and Nephthys spoke the ancient binding spell. Two as one, joined hereafter. Two as one, body and soul. Two as one, now and forever. Two as one, let it be so. The statue grew warm, and a soft white glow appeared around it. Holding it by the base, Jenny spread her legs. Semen and fluids oozed out of her, providing all the lubrication she needed to ease the statue headfirst into her throbbing pussy. The moment stone touched flesh, lightning bolts of energy coursed through her. Deeper and deeper, she pushed it until her lips closed against her fingers. A surge of pure bliss pulsed through her, from womb to head and back again. The room disappeared, replaced by a vision of desert sands stretching away to infinity under a blazing yellow sun. Throngs of naked worshippers cried out her name, Nephthys, Nephthys, Nephthys. 
In the wee hours of the morning, the acolytes asleep in a pile downstairs, Jenny sat cross-legged on her bed, ruminating on all she'd learned from the joining of her consciousness with Nephthys. They were one and the same now, yet still able to converse. Our power will grow exponentially as we bring more into our fold. We will walk among the people of this world, and our very touch will bring fealty. The sight of our naked body will bind their hearts and souls. Jenny thought about it. The goddess had been born in a different time. Her methods, while valuable and effective, would be too slow for the modern age. I have a better idea. She called for Charles to bring her the laptop. He appeared moments later, placed it on the bed, bowed, and left. A quick search took her to the site she wanted, www.bacamgirl.com. Why gain a hundred followers a day when you can reach thousands, Jenny said, as she created a profile. Nephthys rejoiced as she saw the possibilities within Jenny's plan. An alert chimed, signaling an incoming cam request. The familiar wetness started as Jenny hit enter. was The Cult of Sexuality by Janie James. Janie James is a former scientist with a lust for love and life. After years of toiling in laboratories and photographing crime scenes, she gave up the nine to five routine to write erotic fiction. When she's not writing, she enjoys sleeping late, overdosing on coffee and watching online porn. You can follow Janie James on Twitter at the Janie James. And also please do follow the show at the KMQ. We give away free print books, ebooks, and audiobooks all the time. You can follow me at Rose Caraway and Big Daddy at Big Daddy Dave. If you want to support the show and get more sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Don't forget to leave us a sexy review. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists Creo, PC3, Mike B. Fort, Kai Ingle, Fog Lake, Damiano Baldoni, Uncanny, the KMQ intro music by Vivage, and the feature credit song by Josh Woodward. The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 2. Stupid Fish. When you asked what I wanted to do for our 12th wedding anniversary, I had trouble deciding between something tried and true and something totally new. Why not have the best of both worlds, you said. You deserve it. 
You're the best wife a man could want. So here we are, tonight, in this opulent honeymoon suite of a downtown hotel. You're in the corner, wrists and ankles, bound to the desk chair with silk rope. I'm in the bed, wrapped between two of my anniversary gifts. Ed is tried and true, and Tommy is something new. Having two men at once, that's something new for me as well. Ed is between my legs, licking my cunt with soft, wide strokes. Tommy hovers over me, pulling down one cup of my bra and sucking my nipple into a warm, hard peak. Both men are in their mid-twenties, two decades younger than us, and the perfect age for fucking, full of testosterone and mind-blowing stamina. My juices drip down my ass and onto the silk sheets you bought for this occasion, along with a red silk bra, panties, and dress. Silk is the traditional gift for 12th wedding anniversaries. Get them wet tonight, Claire, you said when you presented them to me. I want you to stain them with your honey, and there come. Every time we fuck on these sheets or you wear these lingerie, I want to remember this night with you. Ed's touch is familiar. He's serviced me dozens of times now, beginning back when he was a college intern at my office, and we used to flirt by the copy machine. I liked him because he was smart and funny, but even more because he was taller than you, with harder, more muscular lines, a strong jaw, and an aquiline nose I knew would press perfectly against my clit if he went down on me. He and I kept flirting after work by text, and when I told him you like to watch me fuck other men, he was eager to join the ranks. And join them he has, accelerating to top status, with the body of an Adonis and an eight-inch cock that gets hard again so quickly after he comes, he never fails to satisfy me. Tommy, on the other hand, I've known for a few hours. You picked him out for me, exchanging emails and doing background checks, demanding his measurements, engaging his temperament to ensure he'd be a gift I would enjoy. You introduced us earlier this evening in the hotel bar, and as soon as I laid eyes on him, I approved of your choice. His body is lean and athletic, his brown hair full and soft, without a hint of balding or gray. His whiskey-brown eyes sparkled with interest when he saw me, lingering on the short hem of my red silk dress. You smiled knowingly, excusing yourself to sit alone in the corner. I could tell Tommy was ready to take me to bed right away, but I had him buy me a cocktail as you watched us hungrily from across the bar. I enjoy making bulls work for my approval, and I enjoy knowing that you're watching. I want you to understand I only give my body to those who earn it. Ed joined us after the first drink, kissing me on the lips in greeting. I opened them to him, let him slip his sweet flesh inside me, a foretaste 
of what was to come. Ed's an incredible kisser, and within five seconds, my thong was soaked with arousal. But it still wasn't time to go upstairs. I wanted to tease you some more. So I turned around and kissed Tommy, too, plumbing the depths of his mouth with my tongue. He tasted different from you and Ed, a mixture of his brand of toothpaste and the whiskey sour he'd been sipping. I pulled him closer, his hardening length pressing against my groin. I patted his ass before I let him go, then turned to look at you through the dim light of the bar. You took a swig of your beer, pretending to be unaffected. But I saw your hand had slipped beneath the table, and I knew you were stroking your own erection under there. I clicked my tongue and shook my head. You flushed red with the embarrassment of having been caught and put your guilty hand on the table where I could see it. I smiled my approval. Tommy and I had another round with Ed. Having the attention of both young men was more intoxicating than the drinks. Combined with your lustful gaze on me, I became almost punch-drunk with power. Before I was halfway done with my second cocktail, I was ready to take them to bed. My phone buzzed with a text from you. From Henry. How about giving them a preview of your delicious snatch before we go upstairs? Tommy's hand was already on my bare knee. I winked at you across the bar as I spread my legs under the table and pulled Tommy's fingers up my silken thigh until they were pressed against the damp fabric of my thong. I leaned into his ear. I've been wet like this since I first saw you. He shuddered and slipped his fingers under the silk, collecting my honey on his fingertips before sliding up to my clit. I bit my lip to suppress a groan, turning to Ed and saying with all the calmness I could muster, You too. Get me ready for tonight. His hand joined Tommy's under the table. He sank two fingers into my dripping cunt. You're going to be scrumptious tonight, Claire. You always are, he whispered. I watched you as they finger-fucked me. Your muscles were straining with the effort to keep still. One hand gripped your beer glass. The other clutched at the salt shaker. Two phallic objects in your hands, and neither of them your hard little prick. As I stroked both bulls' cocks through their trousers, I felt a little sorry for your untouched cock, but not enough to stop what I was doing. Neglecting you is all part of our erotic dance, a back and forth that turns us both on, connects us in a deeper way than our vanilla lovemaking ever did. Now, in the hotel room with you bound to your chair, I'm more turned on than ever. Tommy's unfamiliar tongue on my breast and Ed's familiar one in my cunt stroke a fire deep within me. I roll my head to the side and watch you watching us. You're fully clothed, your untouched erection tinting the front of your pants, your cheeks pink with arousal and jealousy. Henry, baby, I murmur, you're so good to me. These young bulls really know how to get my motor running. You smile, satisfied, 
and cross your legs in an effort to get some friction against your dick. Nuh-uh, Henry. No touching yourself. This is my gift, remember? I scold as Tommy pulls down the strap of my red silk bra to reveal my other breast. His biceps bulge with this small movement, and I can't help running one hand over them and my other hand over his perfect, flat abs. Nothing like your soft, middle-aged pouch. Tommy licks my nipple eagerly, gently nipping at the pebble when it gets hard. You obediently uncross your legs, and I look away to explore more of Tommy's body as Ed feasts on my swelling cunt. Tommy's cock is even bigger than Ed's, so long and thick that it points slightly downward when hard, encumbered by its own weight. I moaned when I first saw it, and I moan again now as I squeeze my fingers around its girth. Claire, baby, I want to see you come. Your voice calls from the corner. Would you do that for me? Ed rises off my cunt with a loud sucking smack. His chin glistens from my juices, and he doesn't bother to wipe them off as he looks over his shoulder at you to gloat. No, hubby, but she'll come for me. He dives his face back into my pussy, probing his tongue inside me and curling it to lick against my inner walls. His nose is firm against my clit, a merciless press of pleasure. My arousal flows through my veins like lava. Tommy pinches one nipple with his mouth and the other with his fingers, and I'm there. The first orgasm of the evening catapults through me. I arch back, forcing my tit deeper into Tommy's mouth. I'm coming, Henry, I cry out, my honey dripping into Ed's mouth. Tommy's rod swelling in my hand. Wave after wave of elation rolls through my body, but my arousal doesn't diminish. It never does this early on. It takes several orgasms before I ever feel satiated. You know this, of course. It's one of the reasons we first started using bulls. After you hit your mid-thirties, you just didn't have the stamina to keep up with me anymore but you didn't want to hold me back. Your love for me is all-encompassing. My sexual satisfaction gives you as much gratification as it gives me. Ed licks me right through my orgasm and past it, moving down from my cunt to my asshole. I moan and turn toward you again. You're smiling in that love-struck way you always do right after I come. I blow you a kiss before Tommy lowers his lips to mine. His kiss is dominant, possessive, so unlike the way you kiss me. Sparks skitter down to my belly. He's eager to make me his, if only for tonight. Ed starts to tongue my ass in earnest. He's a master at this, licking my tight asshole until it's relaxed and ready to take a finger, then a cock. I love being fucked in the ass, and my only regret when I've been with him is that he can't fuck both my holes at once. It's been a fantasy of mine forever, to have you watching while each of my holes gets simultaneously stretched and filled with cocks bigger than yours. 
You've confided to me that it's a fantasy of yours as well. Tonight, we can finally have it. Oh, God, fuck me. I groan against Tommy's lips. I'm sopping wet, my juices dripping down my ass and onto the silk sheets. Ed looks up, grinning, as he slides a second finger into my ass. I grunt with the sudden thrill of it. Where do you want to get fucked first, and by whom? Ed asks. I don't care, I pant. Just need a big cock inside me. Tommy chuckles into my mouth as Ed sits up with his legs folded under him, hauling my hips onto his lap. He presses the tip of his already sheathed cock against my cunt and presses the first inch in. Despite my intense arousal, he's too big to enter all at once, so he works me slowly open, using soft, patient thrusts, timed with the cadence of my breath. I stroke Tommy's cock in time with Ed's movements, teasing at his foreskin. Tommy moans. You know what I'd like to see, Claire? Ed says as he sinks his cock deeper into me. While I take your cunt, I'd like to watch Tommy taking your mouth. Let's show your hubby how desperate you are for some real men inside you. Oh, God, yes. You groan from your corner, and I hear the chair legs rocking against the floor, something that happens whenever you struggle too hard against your restraints. I retreat from Tommy's lips and give him a good, steady look. I haven't actually paid much attention to his face up to this point, other than noting its overall pleasantness. His pupils are dark, and his lips red from my lipstick and plump from kissing. He waggles an eyebrow at me, smiling. I'm game if you're game. You have the sexiest mouth I've kissed in a while. I giggle nervously, like a schoolgirl. Thanks, but do you think I can handle it? I give his thickening cock a squeeze. I'll teach you to take it, he growls, as Ed flips me over on all fours. Tommy kneels before me, his large, heavy dick waving in my face like an oversized baton. There's a pearl of precum at the tip, and I can't resist lapping out to taste it. Oh, so salty and sweet. How I love the taste of young, well-hung men. That's it, Tommy murmurs, wrapping his hand gently in my hair and guiding me to take a little more. As I mouth his foreskin, Ed spreads my pussy lips open and plunges into me. I moan my delight around Tommy's uncut cock as Ed nudges my cervix. That bit of contact is such an incredible sensation and something I'm not able to get from your dick. He presses against it with each plunge in like a gorgeous kiss deep in my belly and I sway my hips to urge him on. I love the way Ed fucks me, how deep his cock reaches into me. He was the first man to give me a cervical orgasm, a gift you've come to enjoy just as much as I do. Baby, you mutter. You like Ed's big cock pounding you? I answer you with my body instead of words, slapping back onto Ed's erection as I slide Tommy's heavy rod deeper into my mouth. 
His width stretches my jaws and lips further than I'm accustomed to, but I find the sensation delicious. I suck in my cheeks and pull him toward the back of my throat. Damn, Claire, that's good. Tommy grunts. I roll my eyes up to watch the pleasure distorting his face, and he cries out again, this time turning to you. Your wife can really suck cock, you know that? Lots of men have told me that, you answer smugly. Happiness floods my body. Well, add me to the roster. Tommy starts pumping his hips in time with Ed's, sinking his cock deeper with each movement. I relax my throat and take him in, thinking about how my mouth and my cunt are so similar with their wetness and the way they accommodate so many sizes of cocks. As Ed speeds up his movements, Tommy does too. But where Ed's fucking me to the hilt, Tommy's only half deep. He's simply too big to sink all the way in. I wrap my hand around the base and think about how it will feel to have his huge cock pillaging my cunt. I moan in anticipation and then in delight as Ed, still fucking my pussy, slides two fingers into my ass. I cry out around Tommy's cock and another orgasm slams through me, spreading from my cervix to the tips of my fingers and toes, blinding me with warm, white light. My head feels woozy, but my body is strong, its muscles clenching and unclenching as another wave hits me and then another. I'm a buoy tossed on an ocean of ecstasy. Every cell in my body bubbles with joy. You like the way we fuck you, baby? You want us both to fuck you at once? Tommy's huge cock in your cunt and mine in your ass? Ed mutters as I shudder around him. God, yes! I moan, popping my mouth off Tommy's massive manhood so I can slick the spit down to his balls. I stare at Tommy's enormous cockhead, a fat pearl of precum beating at its tip. You want to put your big dick in me, Tommy? You want to show my husband how it's done? I turn and wink at you as Ed gives my cunt one last plunge before drawing out. You look flustered, your eyes a tumble of conflicting emotions, joy, envy, arousal, encouragement. Your body is tight, wound up like a guitar string that's been overtuned. You bite your bottom lip and ball your hands into fists, pulling against the wrist restraints. But you don't say anything. Whether it's because you're too turned on to speak or too jealous, I can't tell. Don't worry, Henry. I coo. You'll love how this show ends. You visibly relax. Your body goes slack against the chair and your fists fall open. You're ready to accept the gift I'm offering you. The bulls and I are a tumble of limbs and latex as we find our positions, sweaty bodies slapping and sliding, lube dripping on skin and sheets. The silk bra you gave me this morning is still halfway on, the straps falling down my shoulders and my breasts free from the cups. 
Tommy unsnaps the clasp to divest me of it completely. Perhaps he's trying to confirm his ownership of my body by removing the last vestige of you. He won't succeed, of course. Even if you weren't in this room, you'd never leave my heart. You're a part of this hedonistic scene as much as my two bulls are. You're what transforms my pleasure into euphoria. I want you to see my face as these two bulls ravish me. So I have Tommy lie down with his head toward you while I position myself over him, cowgirl style. Ed's chest is pressed to my back, his arms wrapped around me, his hands caressing my tits. You're ten feet away, but I gaze into your gray eyes all the same as I start sinking onto Tommy's cock. Oh, Henry, he's so big. I moan. Tommy grunts, but I hold his hips down to keep him from driving into me. Even with the stretching Ed's substantial cock has already given me, my cunt isn't ready to take all of Tommy's at once. Do you like him, baby? You suck in your bottom lip. He's not too big, is he? Mm, no, baby, not at all. Pleasure thrums through my veins as I take more of him in. He's perfect. Feels so good. You smile, that smitten look lighting your face again. You're perfect, you murmur. Your words unlock something inside of me. The last bits of tension drain from my body, and my cunt yawns wide. I sink onto Tommy's length, feel him spearing me open, his tip pressed more firmly against my depths than Ed's ever has. I come suddenly and without warning, my whole body quaking around the solid rod of Tommy's manhood. Ed squeezes my breasts just the way I like as I shudder in his arms. Through the roar of blood in my ears, I can hear you urging me on. Come, baby, make him fuck you the way you like. My orgasm fades, but doesn't completely leave me. It's like a tide lapping at the shore, one rhythmic swell followed by another. Instead of satisfying me, it makes me hungrier than ever. I grab Tommy's wrists and pin them to the bed. Want to drill me? Want to show my husband how to satisfy me? Yes, please. Tommy moans, pulling out an inch and then pushing back in, slow, gentle thrusts that tease my gaping cunt and make me cry out. Ed slides one of his hands down to my ass, working his slick fingers into my hole as he pinches my nipple with his other hand. Oh, God! I shout. I'm fuller than I've ever been, and yet I want more. You ready for me to take that pretty ass, Claire? Ed whispers into my ear. I'm too horny to answer. I reach behind me to grab Ed's shaft and guide it toward my asshole. His head sinks right in, my sensitive pucker clenching greedily around it. Watch while we give your wife the dick she needs, hubby, Ed says, gloating. See how real men do it. He pushes deeper into me, 
and Tommy and I both groan. My cunt feels suddenly smaller, and Tommy's gargantuan cock even bigger. Claire, you always take it so well, Ed mutters as he drives the last inch of his cock into me. Both bulls are inside me to the hilt, balls pressed against my skin and each other's. I feel stretched to the limit, filled to the deepest recesses of my body. Yes, yes, I mutter. Ed pulls back, setting my nerves alight. Don't you wish your husband could do this for you, Claire? He is doing this, I think to myself. It's your love that brought us together in this bed that drives my bulls to prove their worth to me. It's your love that fills me with their gorgeous cocks. Your eyes are still on me. They always are. I lock on to them as my two bulls begin to move in earnest, one cock sliding out as the other dives in, rubbing past each other through the narrow layer of tissue separating my cunt and ass. I'm so sensitive inside, each movement feels like a miniature earthquake. They sandwich me between their bodies, their hot breath in my ears, their chests sweaty against my skin, their cocks swelling as they work toward orgasm. I'm already in the midst of another one, slower and more prolonged than my previous orgasms, a steady state of ecstasy that fills every recess of my body. I'm coming again, Henry. This is the big one. Make me feel it. Your breath is fast, your erection unflagging as you struggle against your restraints. Come on, guys. You heard her. Give my wife what she wants. My two bulls pump faster, then faster and faster still. My heartbeat quickens with each hammering fuck. My insides feel like they're melting into one giant pool of cum. Tommy curls his fingers tight into my hips, jackhammers into me as his cockhead mushrooms. God, this is the hottest sex I've ever... His back arches off the bed as he comes. I feel the warmth of it through the latex, and my cunt pulses around him greedily, milking the last of his orgasm out of him as I continue mine. Ed murmurs helplessly into the back of my neck, thrusting as deep into my ass as he can, his balls flush with my opening. Oh, Claire, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... He bites the back of my shoulder, his breath faltering as he shoots into his condom. I love you, Henry. I love you. I cry out as the last wave of my orgasm pulls me under. After the bulls leave, it's just you and me in the hotel room. I put the red bra and panties back on before I untie you and lead you to the bed. It's soaking wet. After my bulls removed their condoms, they squeezed their semen on the silk sheets, my breasts, and my wedding ring. They thought they were humiliating you. Little did they know how much you love such souvenirs. They're reminders of what you've given me, physical tokens of your love. You run your hands over the stains on the bed 
and my body, shivering as you work the bull's come into my skin. Did you like your anniversary gift? You ask nervously. Very much, Henry. It was perfect. Your smile is relieved. You brush my tangled hair back from my face. You were so beautiful, Claire. You always are. I love you so much. I lie down as you unzip your pants. My cunt is swollen, my ass tender and gaping. But when you ask to go down on me, I have no desire to refuse you. As soon as you pull aside my thong, my arousal returns with a vengeance. Oh, Henry, your tongue isn't as skilled as Ed's, but you know my body better than he does. Within minutes, I'm drowning in another orgasm, this one even more euphoric than the last. I'm still peeking as you pull off of me and begin stroking your cock in earnest. Claire, do you love me? Yes, Henry, always. I pull you inside me. Your cock is smaller than the ones I had earlier tonight, but it still feels wonderful. Are you going to shoot inside me? Are you going to show those bulls who my heart belongs to? Yes, Claire. You kiss me fiercely, and in three swift pumps, you're coming, hot and slick, filling me with your semen. No matter how much I love other men's cocks and bodies, yours is the only seed I allow inside me, and yours is the only love I ever want to hold. Go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Tonight She's Yours, Cuckolding Fantasies.